It's time! Fight fans and degenerate gamblers, welcome to the Thick Boys Fight Club, where there are only two rules. Rule number one, always talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. Rule number two, talk about Thick Boys Fight Club, even if no one wants to talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. All right, guys. It is time. <laughs> Fight week. For the fucking baddest motherfucker on the planet, Daniel Cormier, Stipe Miocic, number three. I'm fucking pumped. I'm just We're going to find out. We're going to find out who the true GOAT of the heavyweight division is. That's right, guys. Look, this, these two guys have the, the most credentials out of any heavyweights that have fought in the UFC what they've accomplished in the sport. It's look, we're going to break into it a little bit later, but I'm yeah. just, we just can't express how excited we are for this fight. Oh yeah. Once again, as I like to say, the UFC does it again, gets us pumped one time a month, getting more excited than I was for the last fight. Honestly, I mean, not really last month's event was fucking badass. We no one can take that away, but I'm still pumped up. We get the real deal. UFC pay-per-view. Not this fucking free shit. <laughs> yeah, look, guys, you could possibly be watching Daniel Cormier's last fight of his career. All right? And this I man, don't think we are. I don't think I, we're watching his I, last one. I do think this is the last one. And you know what? I, that's why I got to savor this. I got to make sure I'm watching it. We're making margaritas, having tacos at my place. It's going to be a fucking celebration. Can I tell real quick? I want to I break down my fantasy of what happens <laughs> if it goes down. If DC is to win, this saying, putting it out there, I would love it if randomly they did this wrestling style. John Jones music plays. John Jones comes walking out, calls him out. Says there's still one thing you haven't done, and we finally, for once, on an even playing field, no steroids, no drugs, nothing, these two guys fight. So there is never a doubt in anyone's mind of anything different than this is the true outcome. That fight I would like to see one more time. A third time? I don't want to see it. I don't want Like, look, I already know John Jones is the GOAT. There's, there's no debating it. There's Uh-oh. nobody that's as good as him. It's, it, it, I'm sorry. John Jones, numero uno, bar none. Leave Daniel yeah. Cormier alone. <laughs> okay? Just remember right. when we talked about, um, what was his name, the, the flyweight who just got knocked out by Figueroa? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cruz, right, or something? Yes. Um, and how sometimes you're just born to be number two. Well, I'm sorry, Daniel, you were born is. to be to number, be number two, two to John Jones. And that's but, a true fan of DC right there speaking yeah. the truth, saying but, this shit. Hey, number two ain't bad. You are the second it baddest ain't. dude. It ain't. But, hey, you know, Stipe might be the second baddest dude. We don't know yet. Yeah, we'll We don't know yet. Out. We're going to find out. All right, guys. And then real quick, uh, as we're going to be doing for right now, as we've said in the past, we'll have our T-shirt giveaway it has started for – our t-shirt giveaway number two this is going to be uh we made a little mistake sorry about that so this t-shirt will be for the paulo costa versus israel asanye fight that is the next pay-per-view after this one so that will be the t-shirt to be picked 
Uh, so guys, as we've said in the past, as always, you have to subscribe, like, comment. That all gets you entries into the contest, as well as the past entries will be involved as well. Uh, you know, last time a guy won who literally just made one comment and a subscription. So, hey guys, it's anyone's ball game on that. He, we broke it down. He had a 5% chance and he pulled it off. So, just a little tip for you. Uh, real quick, guys, let's just go over a little news out of the UFC before we break this card down for you and get you the information you need. I don't know if anyone else has seen this yet. I'm sure you have if you're an MMA fan, but my God, I think this is the dumbest move of all time that I've ever seen. Paige Van Zant is going to go try out and do bare-knuckled boxing. My God. I mean, what? what why don't, you, why don't you tell me, tell us what's going to happen with this? She's probably going to make more money in one fight there than she did in her entire UFC career. Uh, no, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> and you know what? I'm sorry. For that point, maybe I'm the fool for saying something like that. You know? I mean, what I, I – I mean, hey, I'll be honest with you. Maybe even I would. For a million dollars, I'd go fight Conor McGregor and let him fucking knock me the fuck out. I guess I would. Uh, you know, I think that's all this is. Will she go far in that business? I don't think so. Her boxing skills are terrible, to yeah, be honest well, with let's you. Let's think about this. No one even knows who any of the champions are in that sport. It's just well, something that, cool to watch on occasion. And it is. That's all it is, is a money grab. She's yeah. going to get paid the most amount of money per fight she could possibly make. Good well, for I her mean, in that sense. If that's what she wants, is to make money. She obviously knows that she's not the elite of MMA. She, she's never. She's not really going to be a champion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, Crazy with being nice person. Were you the one telling me about how the champ is someone she's beat already? Were no, you telling me this? Me. Oh, okay. I forget who I was talking about this. Yeah. So supposedly the champion right now of bare knuckle boxing is someone she's beaten already. But whereas we're the fact of though how she won was by some type of submission. I'm not exactly sure which fight this was or who this woman is. Actually, it might have been a comment I read on Facebook or something like that, probably. But yeah, I was laughing because I, I think this is true. The, that's the champion, but she won by a submission, not a in a boxing match. Her boxing skills were going to be, you know, very far off from what she's going to need to compete in that whole deal. So, hey, like you say, wish her the best of luck. Glad she's making money, but. If you're looking for wins, titles, and things like that, this was not the move for that. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, also, guys, you know, the UFC sometimes just has to make some cuts. And uh, today, the news broke. We had some some big names actually come flying off. First of all, I wouldn't say maybe not big is the wrong word to use, but we had Ty Tuivasa was let go. Beth Correa was let go. That's a that's a pretty strong name. I mean, she fought Ronda Rousey back in the day a couple times, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And as and at one time, so yeah. And then as well as they have let go of that poor kid, Max Roshkoff. I believe I just said that correct, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, he was, if you guys don't know the name, or it's not ringing a bell to you right now, he was that kid that in the beginning of a third round told, looked at his coaches and said, hey, it's time to to throw the towel and I'm done. Uh, the announcer said you could see it in his face he was done. Um, his cornerman sent him back out there. It caused a big commotion about a month ago. I'm sure now that I'm telling you this, you'll kind of remember. And 
you know, the referee stepped in, had a doctor check him out, and the ref and the doctor stopped it, thankfully, before it got out of hand. So, you know, they cut that kid. I don't know if that – I don't know how I feel about that one. You know, um, I feel like he – you know, he was trying to do the right thing. He knew he was getting his ass kicked. Why continue on, you know, in one of your first UFC fights? It was. I felt he was kind of let me live to fight another day scenario, but he's not going to get another chance. Yeah, and see, he probably would have got the chance if his if his team had just thrown in the towel. Yeah, maybe if his team would have thrown the towel, not making him look like that might have been the better outcome there for sure. But you know, hey, sometimes it just kind of goes down like that. Yep. And then also, guys, real quick, uh, I don't know how I feel about this one either, but. Luke Rockhold's gonna say he's not retiring. He's gonna come fight one more time and talk about potential fights he wants to make. Ugh. You know that last fight, we were all kind of hoping he was gonna hang up the gloves. Well, look, man, if Chris Weidman can do it, so can he. True. Chris Weidman's been knocked out way worse. Luke just broke his jaw a couple of times, and let's be realistic. I will say this: Luke, Luke is one of the elite of the division. His chin just isn't holding up. I don't think he can make another title run with the list of contenders there are right now. But if he's just looking for some big money fights, you know, then yeah, go for it. But slim, slim chance he gets another title shot. Yeah. No, I, I don't see another title shot at all in the horizon. You know, he could maybe make a good gatekeeper as we like to say, but we'll just kind of have to see how that all plays out. And, yeah, that's uh, about all I got up. Wrap up the news for you guys. You, uh, you got anything you saw there real nope. quick? Nope, that was it for me. All right. Well, without further ado then, let's break these fights down. That's this right. This is the time. You this know? is UFC 252, Miochik Cormier 3. And, you know, We've already talked about how excited we are for that main event, but let's just get right on. So we're only going to be breaking down four of the fights, seeing how one of the main card fights. No, 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 no. It just, yeah, it got canceled. Yeah, it got That's canceled. <laughs> so we're doing four of the five. Yeah. And someone else did get moved up a little late notice, so we didn't get the research in. But so anyways, we're doing John Dodson coming in at 22 and 11, fighting in the Bantamweight division against Mirab Dashavuli, 11 and four. And sorry, I'm gonna. I totally forgot Asha to look Vili. up yeah. Sasha Vili. Nick, why don't you talk about it while I just get up the odds for us real quick? Oh yeah, break those odds up so we know. Well, guys, I think we're gonna go with Dasha Vili on this one. The reasons are real simple. This kid is a wrestling machine. I mean, his takedown rate is amazing. It's going to be nonstop takedown after takedown from him. He's going to grind poor Dotson out till the bitter end. I don't expect to see any type of knockout or anything like that off this fight. I just believe that Dotson, I'm sorry, Feely is going to just continue to take him down. It's going to get Dotson extremely tired. I mean, put yourself in that position. If all you're doing the whole fight is trying to fight to stand up, I don't think Dotson's going to really have any type of answer for it. Yeah, Dotson's been around the block. There's no doubt about it, but this, our man... Feely here is an up-and-coming star, someone to watch for. He's not on a pay-per-view for no reason. This is his time to shine. 
Yeah, I'm with Nick on this one. Um, real quick, and the odds are right here. Dashibuli is the minus two thirty favorite. John Dodson plus one ninety, and the odds are like that for a reason. Yeah, so like Nick said, John Dodson's been around the division for a long time. He's fought the best there is, but he's consistently lost to the best. And look, he's a good boxer. He does have knockout power. He did win his last fight by knockout, but before that, he hadn't knocked anyone out since two thousand and sixteen. He's been up and down, win one, lose one. He's got heavy hands. He's got some decent kicks, some, some good takedowns. He likes to catch kicks, take people down. Doesn't have really good control once he gets them there, though. They, people tend to get it pretty quick and easily. Where with Dashavuli here, look, this guy is insane. His cardio is ridiculous. He went and set a pace in his last fight against the newcomer. And just steamrolled this kid. And what you forget is this was in Albuquerque where he's at elevation. And what the team said about him was we didn't even tell him it was at elevation because we knew he would just train even harder. And we had to reel him in. And he looked great. He did look a little tired at the end. But that's because he was doing all the work. He was taking him down, throwing leg leg kicks, head kicks, just changing levels beautifully. He's just... He's really big for the division, so strong in the clinch. He's got some really good ground and pound. And what I like is that his striking has been evolving under Ray Longo. Um, his jiu-jitsu coach is going to be Matt Sarah, And he's really becoming that complete mixed martial artist. The one thing I do worry about is his strikes are, besides his kicks, his punches do look slow, a little labored, where John Stodson is definitely the much cleaner boxer. But Dodson's volume is too low. He's a counter-striker. He's reacting to what his opponents do to him, where Dashavuli is the kind of guy, he, he sets the pace. He sets what's going on. He's dictating the fight. And so this plays perfectly into his style. And I think he's just really going to overwhelm John Dodson, who is actually very small for that division. When you're looking at him compared to other guys, I've never once thought, you're big for this class. You know, Everyone he fights makes him look small. Yeah, for sure. No, he, he's a small little dude. That's There's something to say for that. Yeah. Look, and one thing I'd like to say really fast just to Marab is please consider going to AKA. Like, Ooh. go train with Daniel Cormier, Khabib, and all those savages who do what you do. Like, those guys do what you do to the highest level. Imagine if he went over there, started training with those guys what an absolute savage he would be. Look, you're still going to be great with Matt Sarah and them, but these guys do what you do only better. And they would only help you become even better than you already are. Oh yeah. So that, that would be my only thing is like, I would love to see him go over to AK. Well, then he'll become a killer. Yeah. We'd make him big, make him a killer. <laughs> He's already a killer, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Look guys, it's probably going to be a three round decision. Um, I doubt he submits him. John Dodson's a tough dude, but it's probably just going to be a three round decision. That's what, uh, Marab here does. That's what I think too. So that's why if there's um, does it have the over unders on that fight yet? Uh, it does not have the over unders. I was gonna. I'll just suggest putting an over bet on that one. I I like that pick as well for that. I, I really I think that this is gonna be the decision fight of the night. Is my gut feeling? Yeah. If you're a fan, hey, if you're a fan of wrestling, let me tell you guys this this is the one to watch. He it is so beautiful to watch his timing, him changing levels. And everything is just so technically perfect. It's it's just a thing of beauty. I don't know what else to say. Exactly. Um, but moving on, next up in the heavyweight division, we oh, have baby. 
Junior Dos Santos, 21 and 7. He's coming in as a plus 120 underdog fighting in the heavyweight division against Jerzinho Rosenstruck, 10 and 1, the minus 140 favorite. I'll just start it off. Look, guys, last time Rosenstruck fought, we told you to bet everything against him. Take your mortgage. Put it on Francis Ngannou. It was going to be a quick night of work, and that's exactly what it was. The man was put out cold. He was out of it for, like, at least 30 seconds. And the commentators were even saying when the doctor stood him up and had him walking around, they're like, what are they doing? Why is he walking around? He clearly has no idea what the fuck is happening. (laughs) (laughs) Look, he's a good kickboxer. He's got good straights, but like I said last time, his, his punches are very slow. His kicks, they do have some speed to him, but his punching, you can see him a mile away. Junior Dos Santos is a great boxer. He's still got the speed, surprisingly, still has the power. Pretty good head movement. He does have a tendency to run away and turn his back to his opponent, which can be scary and has gotten him in trouble a couple times. But I think the speed is going to be the deciding factor here. And on top of that, he just has more tools to win this fight. Nick? Yeah. As uh, my man Ty was just saying right now, speed kills. And that's exactly what's going to happen on this card. Uh, I, I, Sorry, guys. I wish I had a stat in front of me, but I saw it earlier. Junior Dos Santos' rate of, of his rates of punches over is, def- is like he's a whole point ahead of Rosenstruck. That's what's going to win this fight. And I think this is easy money on an underdog that is a sleeper. On top of that, I mean, guys, we can't get confused here. This is a heavyweight fight, and these guys hit with power. That's why they are heavyweights. These guys' hands are heavy. Rosenstruck's hands are heavy. Now, I'm not going to go as far deep in this tire, but I don't think he's even saying this, though. Don't put your mortgage against this one, but the money is there on Junior Dos Santos. I believe he can pull this off. He's going to be the faster. He, like Ty just said, he has more tools. If they go to the ground, he has the ability to tap him out. Rosenschuk, we've never seen anything like that from him. So there's probably nothing really there. You know, he's just a big dude. That's all he is, uh, plain yeah. and simple. He's a big, good kickboxer that hits hard. But we saw it with Alistair Overeem was able to take him down with ease, ground and pound him, and literally was going to win that fight, but he got caught in, like, literally the last four seconds of seconds the fight. Seconds of exactly. Look, now, if you, oh, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, now I'm just, uh, now, you know, when we break it down, just so we can see the whole picture of the whole thing. Now, the only thing that is a concern with Junior Dos Santos is he has been knocked out in his last two fights. But we have to look at the level of competition as well. I mean, we're talking about Curtis Blades and Francis Ngannou. Now, there's no such thing as MMA math here, but it is, you know, something to say, the fact that he did last longer against Ngannou than that dude did. I mean, that dude only lasted, like, what, 30 or 40 seconds is, you know, what it was. You know, Los Santos here almost lasted a whole round. So I think his chin is still up to it. I wouldn't be too nervous about it. I am a little nervous about it because hey, at the end of the day guys like i was just saying these are heavyweights and getting hit and clipped is a lot different than getting hit and clipped by a lightweight or a middleweight or for so on these guys have heavy heavy hands so you know as we just like to say we give you guys the most expert advice on gambling and our opinions here and i think though the money is on junior dos santos for sure at plus 120 but as i'm telling you 
keep in the back of your mind, these are heavyweights. Yeah, look, if I was Junior Dos Santos' corner, I would just honestly tell, like, seeing that he has been knocked out twice is, why don't we go the route of Alistair over? Why don't we have that same game plan? Look, Junior Dos Santos is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Why not exactly. take him down? Mix, like, you're, it's mixed martial arts. I emphasize this all the time. You are, have more ways to win than win. just knocking a dude out. Exactly. You have such a clear advantage of something. Please, like, please use it. Just exactly. take him down, submit him, ground and pound him. Like, you got nasty strikes. You can. It's even nastier when the dude's head is stuck against the canvas. Just, it would be nice to see that and for Junior Dos Santos just to not take as much punishment. Exactly. So as long as he takes him down, I think we got this one in the back. If he decides to stand up and strike, I will be a little nervous, even though I still think he can win striking because he's faster than him. But the smarter way is definitely on the ground here. There is no doubt about that yeah. for sure. All right. Um, coming up next in the Bantamweight division, Nick's Ooh. favorite. Yeah. Sugar Train is here with Sugar, Sugar Sean O'Malley. It's coming in as a nice 12 and no minus 310 favorite fighting Marlon Vera 15 6 and 1 plus 255 Nick this is your boy I'll let you take it away Sean O'Malley has the skills to pay the bills baby and he's going to show it off once again this time this kids I mean we already know striking unbelievable unbelievable ground game he got it he got it all uh, as Ty was pointing out to me earlier, you know, Vera likes to fight with his hands down. I went and watched some footage, and it is clear as day that this, is call this fight is calling for a knockout from Sean O'Malley all day long. I also love my boy. Loves the shit talk. I love it. He even made it, put a comment out there. Vera wants to go to the ground? Let's go to the ground. I'll show him that I can choke him out down there as well. So, you know... He's talking, he's talking a game. We're going to find out if he backs it up. I think he can. You know, Marlon Vera, he's getting a little older these days. He ain't the same guy that he once was. Sugar Sean O'Malley rising to the top rather fast. Yeah, look, I'm with Nick. Sugar Sean's probably going to win this fight. It, it doesn't – like, I've, I've been for I, – I have accepted the ticket onto the Sugar train. I was wrong. He won last time. I bet against him. And look, the guy is, he's a beautiful knockout artist. There's no denying it. He's great at using distance, gauging, you know, um, he's an excellent counter striker. He just has the ability to see, sorry, turn this phone oh. off. My, my apologies. But he's just got this beautiful ability to gauge range, counter strike, and just drop people with nasty knockout power. It's, to me, when I'm watching him, I'm seeing a cross of Leota Machida and Conor McGregor it hurts me to say these things but that's what I see man it, it is beautiful however I'm not I know he says that he can choke out Marlon Vera but let's be realistic here he's a purple belt we haven't seen it Marlon Vera here is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and I do think if they go to the ground he does have a clear advantage he has submitted people before it's generally off of his back when mm -hmm. he's been taken down he's not a guy who goes out and takes people down that's not his style his Best takedown is a knockdown, as I like to say. He's he prefers a brawl. He's got some good knees in the clinch. He is strong for that division, but I do think Sean O'Malley is very strong for the division as well. And I think on fight day will be the bigger man. Um, 
saying all this, like Nick mentioned, Ver keeps his hands low, has a tendency after he swings to drop his hands to his chest, not bring them back up to his chin. And that's the reason he's going to get knocked out on, on Saturday night. I don't yeah. see it going any other way. I don't think it's going to go any other way. As I'm saying, that's why I, I wish there was almost a prop bet you could put in. I, don't, I won't have a way to put it in. Maybe you guys out there do that three out of four of these fights will end by knockout because that's what we're looking at right now. I mean, Junior Dos Santos, possibility that fight too. Possibility that he, that he grinds that guy out. There is a possibility, but there's also a possibility that one of them just gets cracked and goes down being heavyweights. You know, but this is going to end, you know, I don't know if I would call it a first-round knockout. Sugar don't usually roll like that, honestly. Usually the first round is kind of a feel-out, and then the second round is when he comes in. And finishing him off, I believe he went knocked out the got the knocked out in the second round last time, if I'm not mistaken. But, but yeah, man, it's the sugar show, Ty. Yeah, embrace man. it. Embrace I, I'm it. I'm trying my best. I'm on the fucking train. I'm at the back. I'm not at the front. I wasn't there early enough. I'm sitting at the back of the train watching the show. He and is look twelve and zero for uh, a look, reason. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes. But you, I've talked to Nick about this before. I see. I see Dana White. His eyes are green. He just sees the dollar signs. And he's spoon-feeding him the ideal matchups for him to rise through the rankings. And Nick here said supposedly the talks is if O'Malley wins this fight and Dashavuli wins his fight, they're going to fight. Yeah. Dashavili. If he yeah. wins, they're going to fight. Let me tell you, there is no fucking way that they will put that fight together. I... I will buy Nick here a Sugar Sean O'Malley t-shirt if they put You heard it first. <laughs> I will willing to fucking say that because there's no way Dana White is going to put at risk his next big money maker. Okay? There's no Hey chance. man. Listen. Just because you want to hate on Conor McGregor and now you want to hate on Sean O'Malley. Let me tell you guys something. Ty here loves to his hate on fighters. That's what he likes to do. He likes to hate on fighters that everyone loves. He wants the bad guy to win. <laughs> like, look, Nick, we were just talking about this before the show. You can love whoever you love. My personal favorites are the guys who don't talk shit, show up to the fight, beat the crap out of people, and walk away. I want guys to just do work in the cage. And I want the guys who go through the gauntlet. I don't want the guys who took how I would manage a fighter. Those wouldn't be my favorite fighters. The ones that I managed being like, we're going to fucking cherry pick and get you to the top. Those wouldn't be my guys. Well, at least you admit. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, that's a but good I thing. At least you admit yeah, that you and you I understand would. why they do it, right? Like, you got to build up, you know, these superstars and all these things because Sean O'Malley, he does have all the talent. And if you give him enough time and he develops a great down, ground game and good takedown defense, because that's all he needs is time to develop these things. He can be one of the best in the division, no doubt about it. Yeah, well, and, you know, the, the hard time thing is about this is these poor guys, you have to, you know, you got to remember this. You have only so long, right? Your, your window of opportunity to strike is for so long. I mean, let's compare, let's look back at Jorge Masvidal, for instance. Like you said, you like the guy who grinded it out. Jorge has grinded it out. No doubt about it. Yeah. Grinded it out. Now, didn't really work out for him. He just grinded it out, 
And honestly, no one really knew who the fuck he was as of a year ago. That was the God honest truth. You and I knew who Jorge Masvidal was. No one knew who Jorge Masvidal was until he threw punches after, not even during a fight, after a fight in an interview. No, look, it's because he changed his style to, to finishing fights. That, that's- 100%. No, 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 you're right. But you can't deny that him single-handedly walking up to that dude and throwing a fucking three-piece and a soda at it, or a two-piece and whatever he said, I don't remember anymore, is what made him extremely not it took him from being it here to here like yeah. overnight now you have sean o'malley here who already has this following now he has a following for a couple things obviously you know last time it was everyone's talking about his hair now everyone's talking about his hair again he's doing wacky things he's painted his hair in the colors of the just gentleman's country that's where he's walking in with did you know? I don't know if you knew this. Look, man, I'm just going to say this. If we went to like a backyard fight, right? <laughs> yeah. We walked in. We got invited. Hey, man, we should fight at fucking someone's yeah. house. You know, fucking, you want to go watch and put some Of course, I would, I would agree. And we yes. see that kid? We see that kid? That's the douche. That's the douche. Oh, no, like, no, no, no. That's Rob is getting knocked the fuck out. Hundred, you are a hundred fucking percent right. There aren't even a, that is the dude I would say. I and I would on that. I'll be honest with you. I would actually tell you. I hope that kid gets knocked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Besides, look, like you said, great knockout artist. That's cool and everything. But <laughs> I don't. But as I'm just saying, he's branding himself. Dana White sees it. Dana White's loving it, obviously. So Dana White's gonna take him to the top. Now, as we now earlier we were saying it was where we even I started chuckling hysterically. I mean, this poor kid though, he has decided to come into this division at probably a time when his division is honestly probably going to end up heating up to be one of the best divisions in the UFC here shortly. Like, to be honest with you, as far as competition goes. Oh, yeah. It's, got, it's honestly, definitely one of the deepest divisions. It's one of the deeper ones right now. It's the one that most people, I think, are even excited about because we're talking about Peter Yan. Yeah, Aljermaine Sterling. Aljermaine Sterling. Yeah. It was Asha Vili. We're talking about goddamn Cody Garbrandt. I mean, they are talking about fucking killers. Not this before. This used to be, oh, those are the little guys who gives a fuck. Yeah. These are fucking killers. And I'm sorry, guys. I like Sugar Sean and everything, but I'm telling you right now, if you as a fan truly think that dude's going to go up there, if he, when he wins this fight and he goes, has to fight one of these dudes, if you truly are dumb enough to put all your money on him, I'm sorry. You are a fucking fool. Even I am reckless, and I won't even continue to, that, to do that shit because that is fucking crazy. If you think he's going to beat Cody Garbrandt, Come on. Yeah. Okay. We've talked about this. It's time to move the fuck down. Uh, we, went a little, we went a little while long on that one. That's all right. Fuck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be a fun watch. See where this train goes. Just oh, yeah. enjoy the ride, guys. Enjoy ride it. it until it's off the tracks. That's all you can do. But right. the next one is the real deal. Holy field. This Here is we the go. One I've been waiting for. Nick's been waiting for. I hope all of you have been waiting for it. Look, the two greatest heavyweights the UFC has ever seen are about to throw down. You have coming in as Stipe Mayochik, 19-3 and three, as the heavyweight champion, 
as a slight underdog, but still minus money at minus 105, fighting my my hometown or my hero, <laughs> Daniel Cormier, 22 and two and one, coming in as a minus 115 favorite. Look, guys, I'm going to take this away because I've been on Dan. I've been a DC. I call myself, I, I believe I coined this term, a DC dick rider, guys. I've been fucking on this dude from when he joined Strike Force. When I watched him knock Antonio Bigfoot Silva out, he came in as an alternate into the heavyweight Grand Prix, takes out Bigfoot Silva. Then he takes out Josh Barnett in stunning fashion, just a complete wrestling clinic on one of the best catch wrestlers to ever do it in the sport. Then he beats Fabricio Verdum for all the fucking marbles who had just beaten Fedor Emelianenko. Comes to the UFC. Would have been heavyweight champion, but you know why he goes down to light heavyweight? Because his boy, Cain Velasquez, is reigning the division. So he goes down to light heavyweight and is the best light heavyweight down there, not named John Jones. This man, this is the kind of guy I find as a hero. This man went through the fucking gauntlet, the who's who of the heavyweight and light heavyweight divisions. Listen, He's beaten Anthony Rumble listen, Johnson twice. They, they yeah. ask you who you think's going to win the fight, not whose dick you suck. Okay? Dude, <laughs> this is Talk who's going to win us. this fight. This is who's going to win the fight. Just listen to his credentials, okay. man. Like I just said, wins the strike force heavyweight Grand Prix, moves the light heavyweight, walks through Anthony Rumble Johnson, not once, but twice, beats Alexander Gustafson, defeats Alexander Volkanovsky, moves up to heavyweight, knocks Stipe out, blows through the Black Beast, and then is working Stipe. He wasn't just kind of winning. He was working Stipe in that second fight. But, and then, but you know what I'll give it? Stipe got a nice game plan together, adjusted his game, got the liver shot, and TKO'd him. But I'm going to tell you guys all right now, the best version of DC is coming here on Saturday night. And the best version of Daniel Cormier is hands down – 10 times, I don't know how many times better, but he is hands down better than the best version of Stipe Miocic. I don't care what you say. Miocic here has some fucking serious issues. He's flat-footed. He's predominantly just a boxer. He can wrestle, but you think he's going to take down an Olympian? A national champion? I don't think he, so. He did, though. Yeah, but he took him down. Did he hold him down? Did he land any no. strikes on the ground? No. No. Right back up to his feet. When yep. Daniel Cormier took him down, literally lifted him over his head and slammed him to the ground, held him there for two minutes, and then in the last 15 seconds, let him to his feet so that he had to work, so that he would tire himself out getting to his feet. Daniel Cormier, if he wins this fight on Saturday night, guys, I'm telling you right now, he is the GOAT next to John Jones. John Jones is number one, greatest of all time. Then I'm going to say Daniel Cormier. Then I'm going to say George St. Pierre. So no respect for Stipe, even though he's – defended the heavyweight belt more times than anyone. Yeah, no, no. Look, I'm not saying that Stipe is not good. But sometimes there comes a point in your life when you're, like we said, the second best. You're going to be that number two guy. And guess okay. who the number one guy is going to be? It's Daniel Cormier. He said he was hurt and couldn't train wrestling for his last matchup. Now imagine he says he's healthy. He says he's coming in the best shape of his life. He says he's going to be snatching single legs every moment of this fight. He's going to turn this into a wrestling clinic. Do you not believe the guy? I believe, I believe what I need to see on Friday, honestly. 
that's when I will tell you for reals what I truly think. You know, when we see DC, DC step on the scale, if he's looking thin, trim, then my God, yeah, people, pull your pocketbooks out and write the goddamn check because that's the man who's going to win. Now, as we talked about, this show is about us telling you, giving us our prediction on what the best possible outcome for you as the fan so you have can make a serious decision. You know, I got to say, as much as this kills me to say, because I am a steep A fan, there is no doubt about that Daniel Cormier has more skills to win this fight than Stipe does. You know, as I was watching the Embedded last night, they actually said exactly the perfect phrase for what it was of how Stipe won that last fight. His fight IQ, yes, extremely high. There's no doubt about that. Ty, you can't take that away from him. That's how he defended the champion, a heavyweight title five times. That's how he did it. No, he's only defended it three times. Three times. Sorry, three times. He defended the title three times. But there's, that's how he got... championship fights. Yes, five championship that's fights. One. You're right. Sorry. That's how he got away with that, though. You know, you got to be a smart man in that game. These guys hit hard. They come fast. It is what it is. Now, we're going to see what happens here. But what I don't like out of Stipe's corner already is how at first he was crying about the ring. And by all means, he has every reason to cry about it. Yeah, I think we are going to see single leg, single leg, single leg, single leg all night long. I think that's going to all she wrote. Now, we're going to see if, though, DC's um, cardio can hang in there. We've seen that do gas out before. No doubt about that. We have seen that. Can't, you can't deny that, Ty. Um, real quick, you, you've seen him gas out besides John Jones. Who did he lose to? <laughs> hey, man, I'm just saying it's going to be oh. a hard night's work oh, to keep oh. taking down that dude. Just saying it really could be. <sighs> Look, man, this fight is going to be very similar to the Anthony Johnson fight. When I was looking back through the Rumble the, fights, the Rumble yeah. Johnson, when you're looking back at guys who best imitate or are most like Stipe Miocic, it's Anthony Rumble Johnson. The only difference is he's much scarier. He, is, he has much heavier hands. This guy's rest, takedown defense, I think, is personally better than Stipe's. I think yeah. his wrestling is better than Stipe's. All around, I think Rumble Johnson is the scarier dude. The only difference is, is that Stipe is slightly larger. I believe he's a couple inches taller, and he weighs a few more pounds, but that's only because Rumble Johnson had to weigh in at 205. You know what I mean? Like, Rumble Johnson yeah. could easily be a fucking heavyweight. Yeah. And look, he worked that dude. Yeah. And look, it's just like, watch the first, the first fight. Watch the second fight. Besides the... Given, like we said, the liver shots were a thing of beauty, and it was a great fight IQ moment to adjust the game plan and find the weakness. But just, I don't know. Like, if you want Stipe to win, I'm try I just, I can't see it. I'm just trying to think of. Well, that's what you I'm going to say. say like one punch knockout. You can't. You can't. No, 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 no. See well, that that's why. Way to win. I'm going to literally say this right now to the fans. I have just presented you with the arguments, and. Ty here has just shut them all down. So as I said, 
Smart Money is 100% on DC. There is no doubt about it. Chances of him winning probably are in the higher 70%, a little under 80%. That's, that's the God honest truth right there. DC can probably get this done. Now, other factors going into it, DC winning, riding off of the sunset, something to say for that too. Dude knows it's his last fight. He could be, that's why I believe he possibly might really truly be in the best shape of his life because he wants to go out with a bang. There, you know, you got all that going into it too. But on top of it, as we said, we have a smaller cage, which is way better for the wrestler than that. Even though I, I know the foot, I, what are we talking like five feet or something difference is really all we're talking about. Yeah. It's not, but it is going to be a difference. You know, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, as we saw in the second fight too, I mean, as he picked him up over his head, there is no doubt about it that John Jones can pick this man up and basically do whatever the fuck he wants with him. That's the yeah. guy. That's, that's for Daniel sure. Can I mean, Dan, I'm sorry. Yeah. Daniel Cormier can do that. So with that being said, guys, yeah. I can see this being a long night for poor Stipe. And, um, you know, Stipe had a good run. And that's the other thing I don't want to talk about this with you, like we were saying. I mean, what's, what's an outcome for both of these guys here, honestly? Well, look, we'll, we'll, we'll break it. I'll, I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. If both, either, you know, I'll do it as if DC won and won if Stipe won. Yeah. If Daniel Cormier wins and he rides off into the sunset, Best case for Stipe is that he has to sit on the sidelines while Francis Ngannou and Derek Lewis fight for the heavyweight title. Right? I would personally like to see him, Stipe, fight Curtis Blades for that next spot to fight either the winner, Francis Ngannou, or Derek Lewis. But that, that's the way I see it if DC wins this whole thing. If Stipe wins it, then you're 100% just getting the Francis Ngannou rematch. Yeah. That's the... That's the only way. Stipe, like, I know we joked that he might retire, you know, and just shock the UFC, you know, just for shits and giggles. But that's not what he's going to do. He's going to want to cement his legacy. I think so, man. I really think – I think that's the thing what we're all not realizing here is and you might – as the UFC fan, you might want to soak this moment in because there is a possibility that this is the last time we see both of these guys fight. It is a true possibility. You can't rule it out. I mean, and, and I'm saying either one wins because – Think about this. What if DC does beat this dude so bad that he is like, man, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. That, yeah. No doubt about it. Slams him down, shatters collarbone or something like that. I mean, these are all things likely that are, could happen. You know what I mean? That's no doubt. We'll have to see, man. I, I think this is going to be a great fight, though, nonetheless. I don't see a quick knockout like we did the first one. I think we're going to it's going to be similar to the second one. We're going to go into the later rounds, and that's when something's going to happen. It's, who's going to make a mistake first is probably truly what this will come down to, just like yeah. the, the second time. Um, and the first time was the same thing, obviously. Stipe made a mistake. We haven't – what's scary for me, too, if you are a Stipe fan, is you didn't even truly, though, get a chance to see DC's true wrestling in either one of the matches. Like, you got just a taste. And people forget that, honestly, like Ty said earlier, DC trains with Khabib. So he has the ability to do exactly what Khabib does, where he will take you down, hold you down, hold you down, let you back up, as Ty said, take you back down just for fun, let you back up, take you back down, get him so tired that that is could be all how she wrote. 
And yeah, I got to agree with Ty here. Chances are that's probably what's going to happen. It's not the outcome I want, folks. I want to make that clear. It ain't the outcome I want, but it's the Look, outcome that's reality. <laughs> guys, what you're going to see is single legs, Stipe pushed up against the side of the cage. Like Daniel Cormier yeah. might not even try to take him down. He might just pin him up against the cage, dirty box, keep him trapped there. Because look, DC is a Greco-Roman champion. He's an American freestyle champion. It's just, it's what we saw with Curtis Blades. It's what we see with these elite level wrestlers. It's because they have this skill that dictates a fight. The question... Stipe is going to be having to adjust his game to what DC wants. DC is mm -hmm. not going to be adjusting his game to what Stipe wants to do. He knows what Stipe wants to do. He wants to stand and bang at distance, at range. He does not want DC close, dirty boxing, clinching with him. He just wants to play a chess game at range. But if DC can turn this into an ugly fight, you know, with dirty boxing and clinch work and wrestling, it's, I don't see any other way than it going in his favor. I don't either. I hate to say it. I just don't either. So that's the picks, guys. Just to round up one more time, Ty. So we're gonna, yep. we got – what do we got here? We got – We've got – Daniel Marab, Cormier. Oh, you want to start from the bottom? Yeah, we'll start from the bottom. Marab Dashavili coming in as the minus 225 underdog – I mean favorite. And then we picked Junior Dos Santos, the plus 120 underdog. Then we've also got, of course, the Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley, O'Malley. minus 310. And then we're taking Daniel Cormier, minus 115, to wrap it all up. Look, guys, tune into this fight. You're watching history being made. Whoever wins this is going to be considered the greatest heavyweight of all time. No 100%. It's going to be a great fight, no matter how you put it. We're going to see some spectacular knockouts on this card, I think. I can feel it in my bones. We're going to see a Good, good matches. These are all skilled players. I can't wait. But, yeah, as guys, we will be back. What? Maybe we'll be back Sunday morning. We are having a party, as we said, for this one. So I doubt the recap show. Might, you might have to wait till Monday for the recap show. We'll see how we're feeling. But, yeah, I, I actually, I doubt. You know what? I'm going to call it right now. We'll be back Monday with the recap show, guys. Yeah. You guys will get it Monday night. Yeah, you guys will get it Monday night. And, uh, yeah, guys, enjoy the fight Saturday. Uh, we will. I uh, just want to put it out there. We did go five for five last week, so we'll see if we're still red hot and can continue that trend on this one. I, I think we can do it, guys. Uh, but by always, good luck. Hang in there. And let's celebrate on Saturday. Celebrate Saturday <laughs> night with some money, baby. All right, guys. Thank you so much. As always, like, comment, subscribe if you want to be entered into the t-shirt contest. All right. Peace.